Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. Today, we have Luna, who's sharing her journey of breaking into cybersecurity, and she's on the road today, so hopefully everything goes smoothly uh, with her connection. But for those of you listening, uh, follow myself, follow Luna on LinkedIn. I post a link to her profile uh, in the comments down below in the section. reach out to her if you have any additional questions. For those of you following us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and then the notification button down below. So the next time we have amazing guests like Luna, come on, it will pop up for you. And for those of you after the fact on Twitch or on podcasts, give us a a 10 or a five star rating um, as much as you can. And Post your comments. If you are watching us live, uh, feel free to post comments and we will share them live and ask Luna questions as well. So, um, jolly testimo. Um, <laughs> glad you're here too. Um, I couldn't pronounce the other one. So, um, well, let's just get started. Luna, tell us a little bit about your background and why you were even interested in cyber. Oh, yeah. So, that is. A little bit of a loaded question in terms of my background, because I feel the best way to describe my background is that I am a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, My background is pretty vast. I've done a little bit of everything. Predominantly, my background is in call center work, uh, really as customer service, quality assurance, quality and uh, quality analysts um, for really all of my professional life up until a couple years ago, it had been all about where can I find a place where I can just work? And that was predominantly my focus. I'd always been interested in tech, in IT, but I never felt smart enough nor encouraged to pursue it. I felt like in order to go for it, I had to have the brains and growing up it was more of if you're going to pursue it yeah I don't want to say have to but there's a strong emphasis on you must be a man first of all because women for the most part is stereotyped that we aren't really that smart um to be able to do this type of work which I think is such a shame um when I express the interest to pursue this I was pretty readily shot down and told, no, play to your strengths, stick to what you're good at, go into nursing, go into things that weren't even akin to this field. And I just never really got into it. It wasn't until 2018, I was feeling really burnt out at my job working for another call center for a bank. And it was just metrics 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 and don't get me wrong metrics do have a place but when (laughs) you feel like your entire life is defined by those metrics and where you're going to go you feel like the weight of the world is just kind of crashing down on you and there's nowhere else to go i had been seeing a lot of advertisements for boot camps and for schools to go into coding and i was like you know if I'm seeing all of these, I'm going to finally take it as a sign that maybe I should probably check it out. And so I started doing some independent research into free code camp, into a bunch of different apps. And I got really hooked. I really loved the thrill of 
how can I stitch this together? How can I take this out? How can I put this in? If I do this, how does this make this different? And I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. I really like this. And being able to see what I do and make it my own was really exhilarating. And when I spoke with a recruiter for college, they talked to me about, well, if you like to break things and put them together, why haven't you looked into cybersecurity? And I was like, huh? And so I remember, I still remember the conversation and the recruiter was like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can explore working in cybersecurity. And I feel like you'd be really good at it. And I'm like, you know, I just never really gave it, gave it any thought because I never thought it was something that I could pursue. And we got chatting about it. And I just found that once they put that seed in my mind, it was planted and I couldn't stop it. So in 2021, I was unfortunately let go of my company. May I say, unfortunately, it's more of a blessing in disguise. And it freed me to be able to really pursue my passion because I didn't have the time for school and for work. And I, I ended up enrolling in boot camp because I just, with my neurodiversities, found that I just couldn't focus without being able to get that help. So I went to Southern Careers Institute and they partnered with Wansu and I went to their cybersecurity program. And that's when it made, it, it was like a light bulb turning on or a puzzle piece just slipping into place. And I felt home. And as much as I didn't know anything, I wanted to know everything. And I wanted to dive in headlong. And that's where my journey really took off. I graduated in October of 21. I started working in help desk of June of 2021. I just started, well, started, it's been six months. I've been with SAIC since January of this year, and I absolutely love it. So that's been my journey in a nutshell, and I'm not looking back, and I'm just going full speed. Wow, Luna, let's kind of break down some of those topics because I, I think you highlight some very important things and trends that we, we really need to shatter. Um, first of all, like the the fact that you have to be a, a woman to be an IT and cyber, like that's absolutely not true. And I'm totally sorry that that you grew up thinking that. Um, and we, we bring individuals on like yourself to, to really share those stories and shatter those myths because they're, they're absolutely not true and yeah. uh, um the, the the second one or a, a second one that i also wanted to highlight was um just because you you don't know it doesn't mean you can't come in and i love that you said because of your neurodiversity you had to focus <laughs> on studying a certain way i myself um have have ADHD and different ways of focusing on things. So I'm glad that you found the best way to study for you because someone could study totally online and it helps them. Someone can read a book and it helps them. Someone needs to be in a class and be able to ask questions mm -hmm. and that's the way for them. So totally ha happy you brought that up. Um, and the last one, like, I know Kevin, who's in my network and really always highly talks about <laughs> coming in via help desk. And that's a great way to 
come into the industry because you understand from a back end how to support the users and how all the systems work and then now you can go on to securing it so um great points that you brought up now tell us about that journey of you you got laid off we're seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of people getting laid off in the news now and you you took that as a blessing to kind of restart your career and what what was that like what was that journey like in more detail yeah um First off, I do want to say I adore Kevin and I adore what Kevin's doing for the community. I feel more people need to open up to help desk. It's not taboo. It's not scary. Jump in. You will learn so many more things than you ever imagined. Even if it's for a brief period, it really helps cement the foundations and you get more of an understanding. So I just wanted to kind of pop that in there. Um, as for help desk, um, Sorry, I, I, I knew what the question was. My brain just tangent. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that? Absolutely. Um, what was your journey like getting into cyber? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you came in via the help desk. Yes. Okay. So because I don't have a bachelor's degree, because I don't have a lot of, I have my security plus, um, I just recently acquired that. So I didn't have that when I started my job. I had to kind of get, not necessarily creative, but find ways that translated my prior skills, use transferable skills, if you will, to highlight how I'm able to show up and do what I'm able to now, even without the experience of being in these positions. Um, And I know that's something that's really intimidating for a lot of people because they look at the listing and they see like X amount of years and it's really scary not having that. And I had the same fears when I came in when I was or when I was um, let go of my position. It was I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I've spent the last two years trying to find somewhere that will take me in that understands that I'm not a number. I'm a person that I need to have um, not necessarily somebody hold my hand, but hold me accountable and not be afraid to hold me accountable. And when was you lined up it was almost like it was perfect and as i tell everyone in my mentees always look for what's going to play to your strengths whether it be a boot camp whether it be a college or university or if it's independent study don't be afraid to do what's best for you always make sure that you're doing your lateral independent research and that you're verifying where you're going but make sure that you're playing to your strengths. I would rather pay a little extra money and know that I'm getting the support that I need than spend three, four years spinning my wheels, wondering what could have been because I didn't utilize the support systems in place. And there's scholarships. There's a lot of different things in place for people that either they're not realizing or recognizing are available to them um, that I wish that there was a little bit more visibility because I feel like that would keep more people in this, uh, I don't want to say feel, well, in this field of study or field of opportunity, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just opens up more doorways because I know that finance can be a really scary thing to look at it and say, well, I just don't have the money to do it. 
but you're also ultimately investing in yourself, whether it be through free resources or otherwise. Um, I was very, very grateful that I was able to go ahead and utilize what I had available to me and make the best decision possible. And going through school, I had an amazing support system. I'm still in contact with my peers. I'm still in contact with my instructor, with my mentors. Um, it just, for what I needed it, it was there and it was insanely beneficial. Um, it, when I left uh, school, I didn't walk away feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. It felt more like, okay, awesome. I've got a foundation going. What can I next put uh what walls can I put up to build my house? Um, and that's where Help Desk really came in. Um, the local hospital in my area ended up seeing my resume online and they reached out to me and said, we really want to talk to you about a position. And that was while I was still in school because of my reaching out and making myself visible. And that's another thing that people are really scared of. I know everyone's kind of putting their name out there. They want to work, but also how do you stand apart when there's so many people vying for the same positions, the same opportunities? And that's something that I had to kind of navigate to and figure out how to get my voice heard independently and uniquely. Wow. Um, you, you touched on a, a couple different points that I want to highlight. You're just <laughs> dropping a whole bunch of great tips. Um, First, you, you said find ways to highlight your transferable skills. Uh, I, I absolutely love that. I, I think often people look at their past and forget about how their past really relates to their future and how you can find ways to do that. Uh, the second point, you, you said find ways to, to, to play to your strengths. And that was going to school. That was whatever. Um, and then one of the individuals on LinkedIn, um, Mike, he asked, how did you transition from help desk <laughs> to security? And f first, before, before you address that, I wanted to say that you found ways to make yourself visible and brand yourself. And that's how you got a help desk role. Now let's talk about um, enjoying that help desk role and then transitioning into cybersecurity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I came into Help Desk, I was actually, and I have to highlight this because I found it a little, I don't want to say off-putting, but it was challenging. There were three women in a team of, I want to say about 10 to 15 of us, when I want to say about halfway through my tenure. So when I started technically in June, in August, it was just me as the only woman left on my team. And it, as weird as it was, it made its own kind of unique challenges, if you will. Um, I'm raising these because I want people to kind of understand. You can walk into Help Desk. Help Desk is amazing and the teams are fantastic. It's the team itself that's in a way going to make or break you because you can walk in and learn all the skills but if you don't know how to communicate and work with your team, get that mentorship, get more experience through working with them, but also learning how to communicate and talk with them, you're going to kind of stagnate. And I have a philosophy that you're as strong as your weakest team member. And if you're not building your team members so that they're all uniquely independently strong, then you're going to have a fractured team. 
And that's something that I always work on no matter where I go, because I feel like always offer mentorship, always offer working together, always work to continue training one another. If you don't know something, chances are somebody else does. Don't gatekeep the gate, keep that information, work to give that to each other because something may come up where you're not there and they may need that information. And now all of a sudden they don't know. And it's kind of a cluster and nobody knows what's going on. The right hand doesn't wash the left hand per se. Um, when I was in help desk, I was very fortunate to have been given an opportunity to work with an amazing peer of mine who became a mentor and he was incredible. Um, before, so when I started, he wasn't working there. He came in halfway through my tenure. Mm -hmm. He had a reputation built before and I knew of him, but working with him, I saw that that reputation was well-deserved like a lot of my team members, that reputation was well-deserved. But for this specific individual, he took me under his wing and he became, he absolutely became my mentor, was my mentor. And I learned so much more from him that I didn't quite grasp the concepts in school. And that really bolstered me to be able to build the foundations that I still carry through in my everyday career. Um, and there are things that other, I don't want to say peers, but colleagues, friends that work in the industry, I'm finding that some may not have that foundational knowledge or may, it may not be fully solidified, that just by talking with your teammates, talking with your peers, it really helps to kind of ingrain that information and just kind of level that playing field. Um, it just, Help Desk was an amazing place for me to start out and I really enjoyed it. There were some very uncomfortable moments. Um, I had a peer of mine very early on flat out tell me that working in cybersecurity was always going to be uncomfortable for me because I was a woman trying to break into a man's world. And I flat out told them, if you're that uncomfortable, there's the door. I'm here to show up and do my job. Either you can get behind me or you can walk out the door. I am here to lift you up and build you up not tear you down. And I would really appreciate it. If you're going to give me the same input, I understand that I'm still new to the team and I'm still proving myself, but please don't tear me down. We're already our worst critic. So either chip in and help build everybody up or shush. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And Love it. it was not even two months later, they became one of my staunchest allies in the team and really helped to kind of build people up and kind of work together. And it was just amazing to see that because nobody, especially for those of us with neurodiversities, even if you don't, like if you have self-esteem, uh, not necessarily issues, but if, if you have um, moments of self-doubt and it's something that everybody can relate to. If you have those moments, the imposter syndrome, the moments that tell you you're not good enough, you're already your worst critic. You don't need those outside voices rallying behind you telling you also you're not good enough. Shush, you were chosen for a reason. Tap into it, build each other up and work together. Absolutely. So how was your, what was your transition like from help desk um, to cyber and what, what did you do? So mine, mine was interesting. Um, so I graduated in October when I was still at the hospital, I was realizing that I was kind of not going to be able to move where I wanted to very well. So I started 
thinking about ways that I could make my own path. And so I started, I created my own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I had built my own page, um, but I'd also built, or the idea actually came to me working at Help Desk, um, and there's a little bit of a story behind it. Anybody who works Help Desk knows what I'm talking about. You end up getting somebody calling in and saying, um, I'm having issues with my password. Why don't I just give you my password? And you're going, no, no, no. You give me your password. I'm going to reset it. And I don't know how many times I've said this to people. So I ended up coming up with the, um, we treat our passwords like our underwear. We don't share them. They're for us and us only. And I always got a giggle. And I hear to this day that there are still some people that call in and say, we treat our passwords like underwear. I'm not giving it to you. Yes. So I got to thinking that if there was a way that we could treat educating people to understand social engineering, that it's not just click and paste or just click through, but make it more engaging and more interactive, it might make more of a difference. And so I started building more of a business model where I was going to go in and work with businesses. I didn't get the business off the ground, but it is still something I am advocating for because I know a lot of people uh, with the scams becoming a bit more sophisticated with it becoming more nuanced there needs to be more awareness and more education so it is something I'm providing and still working towards it it is something that's taken the back burner but it did allow me to kind of get my name out there in a different way and kind of step up and learn more and be able to say this is me this is what I'm able to offer this is what I want to do and how I can step and and step aside and show a bit more uniqueness um that ended up providing some opportunities but what really helped kind of break me in was when I graduated a friend of mine on LinkedIn we weren't friends at the time I just happened to see that there was a post for a Python study group I was like you know I'm really weak in Python I know where I'm rough on I really could use the help I'll just join and so I joined and it ended up changing from a Python study group to people coming in from other fields trying to break into cybersecurity to everybody in the cybersecurity field, whether we're trying to help those who are breaking into those who are trying to pivot to trying to figure out what they want to do but also creating a sense of community where everyone's welcome, everybody is accepted, and we've got your back. If you want to vent, you want to pop in, just talk, talk about your day, talk about what's going on, offer resources, tips, whatever we can do to help out, that's what we want to do. We want to provide a sense of community and a sense of belonging and, and inclusion. That alone opened the door because two people fought, they saw what I was able to bring to the group and they fought so hard for me to be able to provide me the opportunity to where I'm working now. That's why when I talk to my mentors and say, network with intention, that's what I mean. People will see what you can bring to the table and see what you're able to offer and what you can do. And that will open so many more doors than blindly applying randomly. There was a point I was applying, um, I want to say that my total was well over 1,500 applications within the span of six months. And wow. I had received two interviews and 
ended up striking out and I knew I was doing something wrong. When this happened, it totally changed my perception of how to job search and do it effectively, which is make it more human, make it more personable, but make it more you and authentic. Sounds like a a chapter out of my book. (laughs) (laughs) Was was that a Discord group that you were talking about? A Discord group, yes. Which one Um, was it? Vineyard Vineyards? No, it's the IT Society. Okay. Uh, Oh, uh, okay. Share the link for that. That way, uh, folks that are interested, um, they can join as well. Uh, We always love sharing those. And yeah, if I can't add it here, I'll add it in afterwards. Okay. And one more question for you. So um, we have Craig asking, is it possible to go straight into cybersecurity without <laughs> help desk experience? Someone looking to, to jump past the step potentially. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to be insanely cliched when I say this. Anything and everything is possible. I don't mean to be cliched, but a lot of it has to do with attitude and a lot of it has to do with what is your drive? What is it that you want? Something that I ask all of my mentees is what about cybersecurity excites you, drives you, and intrigues you? I stay away from the why do you want to be a part of cybersecurity because one, I feel like it's an overasked question, but mainly because I ask myself this question. It helps me understand a bit more of my own thought process of kind of understanding where I want to go, what I want to do, where I want to pivot. And it helps me have a deeper understanding of where opportunities may lie. With this, some people have found that I really like solving puzzles. Okay, awesome. What about the puzzle aspect you like? And so I like to dig a little bit deeper. It just for me it's more straightforward than i like working with computers okay awesome what about it give me more talk to me give me the details um this is something i could tangent on all day so i'm gonna go ahead and answer the question first before i forget you absolutely can get into cybersecurity without working help desk i've seen it um i know it happens it's about how can you in essence, kind of sell yourself as a asset and a member of the team, what can you do for them? One of the things that I've seen with a lot of um, companies is not necessarily how much experience do you have to the table, because honestly, you can train somebody to do something, but you can't teach hunger and thirst and a willingness to dive in and dig deep. Um There's personality traits that you just can't teach versus the educational components that you can teach night and you know what I'm trying to say. Um, There's a there's a soft skills. There's a drive. There's the the motivation behind it. Um, I would say it boils down to if if you're chasing the 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 check, um, trying to get into the industry, you'll burn yourself out rather quickly. I mean, in all fairness, I'm going to say know what it is that you want to, not necessarily position-wise, but know why you want to do what you're doing. If you're chasing the dollars, that's fine. Know that that's why you want to do it. And that's absolutely 
perfectly reasonable. I know many people that are in the field that are doing it for the money. The money is decent, but mitigate your expectations. Know that while you're going to see overinflated figures, know that they're always going to go ahead and push the higher end, like everything is a spectrum, and you're going to see the higher ends push towards you versus where you may be in the medium. If you do sit there, dedicate yourself, and really push it, you very well may end up being in that high tier, but just know that you may not, and that's fine. If you do this because you love it, that's fine too. Just understand you and know what makes you tick and why why you're in this. There's no shame in chasing it for the money. There's no shame in chasing it for the thrill of solving puzzles. There's no there's no shame in, in doing it for the reasons that you do it, but just make sure you know why. Absolutely love it. Um, one of the last questions that I, I like to ask is if you had to summarize everything we just talked about in the last half hour into one piece of sage advice <laughs> for someone watching this in the future, what would that be? Don't be afraid and go for it. And always, always, always reach out, talk to people, network, but communicate. There's always somebody willing to help out either if it's a question, if it's a concern, if it's something going on. This community is one of the most amazing communities I've come across. It's a big reason why I love it. But just don't be afraid. Jump in. Thank you, so <laughs> Thank you so much, Luna, for sharing your time, for sharing your advice and, and sharing your journey so that others can see that it is possible and they can do it too. For those of you following us on LinkedIn, follow myself, follow Luna, her profile's LinkedIn below. For those of you on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit that notification button. For those of you on Twitch or other platforms, uh, follow us, give us a rating, and absolutely share with your friends and family. This could be the hint that they're looking for to break into cybersecurity. Thank you all very much. Thank you for having me.